You're listening to the Outdoorsman's Mandate Podcast. The lessons learned in the outdoors can completely shape the way life is viewed. Through discussing and sharing our experiences that we've learned in the outdoors and hunting, we're going to dig even deeper into the real meaning of the Outdoorsman's Mandate, which is to find our purpose in life, make a difference, and steward well what we've been given. How can you do that? It's simple. Faith and action. So wherever you find yourself on your journey, the only way forward is for you to take a step. Take a simple step, listen to this podcast, and find your mandate. Welcome to another episode of the Outdoorsman's Mandate Podcast. So excited that you're listening to this. And uh, before we get into this, I just want to say thank you to everyone that um, has reached out. And uh, number one, thank you to God for what he's doing with this podcast. Um, I'm honestly overwhelmed and excited. I've had a lot of people already reach out to me and just saying like, hey, God is speaking to them through this and through other ways. Um, and so before we get in, I'll tell you the story that we'll go over here in just a second. It, it's clear in today's culture and climate that God is speaking, you know, and it says in his word, in the last days, he'll pour out his spirit on all people. I've had so many conversations about just people saying like, you know, God's really been working on me. And then, you know, this, this has come out and y'all are talking about faith and, you know, it's like, man, it just keeps happening. And it's like, that is beautiful. That's just the Lord at work, just working in your heart. Um, and, you know, I know there may be some listening to this that are kind of just uh, a fly on the wall that, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of distanced from faith and you're, you're just not sure about it yet, but you're, you're open to just hearing what, um, you know, about at least the stories that we're sharing here and our, our personal stories. So super excited that you're here too. And, and as always, there's no um, no pressure for this. You know, everybody's invited to this. Everybody's invited to listen and, and hear, you know, whether you are a, a Christian, a true believer, whether you are a skeptic, whether maybe you're completely opposed to faith and belief and all that. That's okay. Um, if you want to listen to this, we'd love to have you. Uh, just listen to what we have to say. You know, it's up to you. Yeah. If you want to listen, keep listening, but super excited about that. Um, on this episode, just going to dive in. Uh, I'm going to tell a story, um, about an experience in my life. This, uh, this is related to the outdoors, the ocean, the beach. Um, so we'll be talking about that in a second. And, and and as always, we will, you know, some of these episodes, we're going to have other guests on and they're going to, we're just going to talk about their journey, their faith, their story. Sometimes I'll share some stories. Um, really, this is, I'm going to go in whatever direction I feel like the Lord wants me to go with that. And I do feel like this story is one that he wants me to share. Um, and it's very impactful, at least in my own life. So I am excited. Now, uh, I do want to actually, we, we want to start with some of the word. Okay. We want to, I'm going to read a little bit of scripture here and I also am going to pray before we get going. Um, so yeah, let, let's hit the word first and and read that and 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 kind of in the theme of the outdoorsman's mandate, it, it it's faith and action, right? It's it's you know not just talking, it's doing, it's getting out and doing. Uh, so we're we're hitting up Hebrews right now. This is my Bible here is the NIV, I believe, but it's uh, Hebrews eleven, faith and action. Uh, we're gonna read that and then a little bit of Hebrews twelve, but just the first first verse. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And another translation, I'm not sure which one it is, but I memorized it a long time ago. It says, now faith is the substance of what we hope for and the evidence of what we do not see, right? 
This is what the ancients were commended for. And it goes on to talk about all of you know, the Old Testament, which is so beautiful, and seeing their faith. You know, there's so many great stories. Highly recommend reading those stories and, and seeing what God does on behalf of faith, which is, which is incredible. Um, let's go on into Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, so powerful right there. Just faith is the substance of what we hope for. And then getting on to, hey, let's, with all of that in mind, let's throw off everything that hinders. You know, a lot of times when I used to hear that verse, I used to think of like just sin, but anything that gets in the way, you know, throw it all off and run that race that you're running with perseverance. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're into running or not, but sometimes that can wear you out, but it's, it's, you got to keep that goal set before you or otherwise you quit. You got to, your end goal in mind. I actually ran today. Uh, I was thinking about making a smoothie when I was done with the end of my run. I was like, you know what? That's going to be awesome. And then I, you know, <laughs> a lot of times when I'm running, I'll just think, you know, I just think about Jesus. I think, okay, God, you give me the strength because there's times where I'm like, literally, I think I'm, I feel like I'm dying, but we make it through and that, that's just part of it. But with all that said, I, w- I wanted to talk, uh, read that scripture and now I'm going to pray and then we'll dive straight into the story, which I'm super excited to tell you about. So Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, we love you. I love you. I'm just so thankful that you're here with us right now. I just pray, Lord, that everyone that's listening to this, God, that you'll speak to them in whatever way you there's so I don't know them all, but you know every part of their heart. Lord, you made them. Your word says you knit us together in our mother's womb. So, Lord, you know everything about us, all of our thoughts. And Lord, I just ask, Lord, as as we go through this story, I just ask, Lord, that you'll speak to everybody in the way that you would speak to them. And I just ask that you overwhelm them with your grace, with your love and your mercy. And just I just pray, Lord, that any veil that would be covering their eyes would be that would be blinding them from certain areas. I ask that that veil be removed right now. And Lord, I just ask, Lord, that their eyes are open. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you posture their heart and position their heart to receive your word, to receive from you and to receive your goodness and, and for them to just feel your presence. now. Let them be overwhelmed with how good of a father you are. You're such a loving father, so kind. And I just pray pray that blessing on, on everyone right now that's listening to this. And Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. And I just ask that you'll speak through me, that it won't be me speaking that this would be you speaking. And uh, Lord, I just give this to you. Lord, I, I surrender to you. I yield to you. This is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So I'm super excited. Let's let's talk about the story. Um, so uh, quite a while ago, a long time ago, I was little. And, uh, you know, for where I live, okay, so I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. And we are roughly about four hours away, five hours away from the coast, the Gulf of Mexico, a beautiful ocean full of great fishing and sportsman things and all that, which I love, love to do all that. So I say all that to say, we're only four or five hours. That's like nothing. We can just hop in the car and basically go if we want to go. And uh, so that's a big part of the culture here in, in Birmingham. Like everybody's, yeah, we're going to the beach on vacation and all that. That's what we do. And uh, so nonetheless, we did that as a family. My parents took us there. And um, I love the beach. For me, as, you know, being little, uh, and I still love the beach now. We go, I try to go at least once a year, if not twice. 
But um, when I was younger, you know, the big thing for me was getting out there. I was like, this story, by the way, I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe four years old. Uh, but I'd love to get goggles on and go swim out there and try to find little seashells and sea fish. I, the biggest thing I would try to do is catch the fish with my hand. Um, I don't know. I may have caught one. <laughs> it was really difficult, and they just kept escaping me. I would try so hard. Um, but that's what I would love to do, and that's what I would try to do. Well, on this story, uh, on this day, we were out there at the beach, and um, we were swimming, and there happened to be some jellyfish, and I got stung, and it was uh, it hurt really, really bad. I, yeah, for a four-year-old especially, but I mean, jellyfish in general just hurt. But I remember this was awful. So I'd go up and I'm crying and get help from my parents. And the worst part about it was, is that after I got doctored up, I would still want to go back and swim, but it would still sting. Every time the salt water would touch it, it would just hurt, 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 hurt. So at that time, uh, I don't remember the whole storyline here, but basically, long story short, we we my parents got a raft so that my sister could pull me around on the raft and so I could still enjoy the ocean. So, which is awesome. I love the raft. I was excited. It's a cool little float and they put me in and pulling me around and you know, all that. And it was so exciting. And I'm just going to fast forward and get straight to what happened. Um, I don't remember exactly how long we were riding around before this happened, but uh, my sister decided that she wanted to get a rope to tie to the front of the raft so that she could pull me I guess around faster further get pull me up over the waves and it would be fun so basically she pulled me back up to the beach you know half of it was sitting on the sand half of the back of it was in the water and then all of a sudden the next thing I remember I was out at sea by myself I talked to my dad about this and uh, my parents remember the story vividly in fact they they said that we actually couldn't talk about that for years it was so traumatic but um, I talked to my dad about this and he he's basically said that um, the wind caught me and started pulling me out <laughs> to to see it was blowing me out to sea and so he actually started running out there to get me and by the he um, he was like within 20 feet of me but then the water got over his head and all of a sudden the wind just blew me a lot faster so Long story short, the next thing I remember was seeing like, okay, I'm drifting away. Like there's nobody around me anymore. I'm out here in this little raft by myself and I'm like four years old. So, you know, it's scary. Um, It's probably scary for anybody when you start getting out there. But anyways, I was just drifting out. I, I couldn't see anybody. I was by myself and I started looking over the side of the raft and then like I could see like seaweed and it could just started getting deeper and deeper. I don't know if it was the current or the wind or what. But at this stage of the game, my dad couldn't get to me anymore. He was out there swimming after me, but the wind blew me too fast. So I'm drifting out there by myself. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I don't know why I decided not to jump out of the raft. The thought crossed my mind. I thought, I need to get out of this raft and swim back. But something just, like, kept me glued to the raft. The breeze was cold. I was sitting there, and I, like, even acted and thought about getting out. Then I was like, no, I'll just sit right here and wait. I decided to wait. And... I'm pretty sure that saved my life. If I'd have got out, I mean, as a four-year-old, I mean, at this point, I'm drifting a hundred, couple hundred yards off the beach, and I don't think I could have swam back and made it. Um, so what then proceeded to happen was, as I'm drifting out, there's this guy floating out there with his kid. Uh, like, we're out in the middle. There's no one, near, one nearby, and all of a sudden, the wind blows me by this guy with his kid on a little float. 
And uh, so I, I say, hey, you know, I mean, I'm four. I had a small voice. I don't even know exactly what I said, but I said, hey, can you help me? And he basically said no. Um, so I won't say what I, I thought to myself at that time, but or I even said out loud, I think, but he basically would not help me. And uh, I don't know if it was intentional, like, or if he didn't understand like the seriousness, although I don't know why he wouldn't, because I'm a little kid out in a raft, like by myself, way far away from safety, like I should be. And so long story short, I keep drifting out. And uh, I don't remember if I was praying at this time or what, or I was just sitting there. I just remember just sitting there. And uh, so that guy drifted away or I drifted away from him. And here I am getting further and further. It's like, it's actually kind of calm now. Like, you know, there was a lot of waves in the beginning and now I'm just getting out there and there's not as many waves, but I, I start to look around and like people are looking small back there on the beach. I don't know if you've ever been out on a beach on a little float or a paddle board or a boat, but the further and further you go, the smaller and smaller people get. And there's thousands of people out there on the beach. Um, and I, I think, yes, I'm scared at this time. Again, this has been quite a while, so I don't remember exactly what I was feeling, but fast forward a bit. Um, at some point, this guy comes up, swims up to me, and gets me, and gets the raft. He says, I don't remember what he said. Uh, something like, don't worry, we'll get you back to your parents, or something like that. Um, so he, he gets me, starts pulling me back, and then eventually, we get back, and my dad was able to, to catch up um, and, and get to me. And it was just, yeah, that, that was a close call. That could have been bad. I could have died that day. I could have drifted out further. You know, there's no telling like it. That was scary. It was scary for them too to swim out there. So what happened? How on earth did all that happen? Well, number one, so the way dad just entered trying to get to me, because I mean, I wasn't far and he just tried to get to me, but he couldn't. And the wind blew me past and it was over his head. <clears throat> and so therefore he couldn't swim fast enough to catch up to me. And the current and all that was preventing all that. Well, out of all the people on the beach, this one guy, was way up further. He was a uh, hundred or 200 yards up shore and started to see what was happening. He realized what was happening. And so what he ended up doing, he had to run like a mile down the beach and then swim straight out. Cause he saw that the wind was blowing me kind of, um, with the beach, but out towards sea, if that makes sense. And so he saw that no one could get to me. If he swam straight at me, he would have missed me too. So he ran down and then swam out and ended up intercepting me. And so he caught me, which was such a blessing. That man saved my life. And I remember, um, you know, what's so funny about this, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not big on like, appearing, you know, don't judge a book by its cover and all that, but what was so crazy, you know, like, especially as a four-year-old and, and not like understanding like every, and I still don't understand everything, frankly, but not understanding a lot, you know, thinking like at that time I was, uh, you know, I didn't understand everything exactly, but like, you know, my mom told me like, you know, if it's a four-year-old, don't get tattoos, don't do all that. Well, this, this guy that was clean cut that had his kid out there didn't help me, but there's this like <laughs> really rough looking dude that came out there and saved my life. And it was like, you know, that, that was a big lesson for me. It's like, it's not what people look like on the outside. It's what's in their heart. Right. Uh, so that was a big lesson for me at that point in time. And, it, and you know, that was I don't know why I'm interjecting that, but I guess the reason I am is that just stood out to me. Something that stood out to me. This guy's all tatted up, you know, rough, shaggy and all that, but he saved my life. And I don't know if this man's still alive, but thank you for saving my life. Um, so I say all that to say is I've thought a lot about this story. Okay, so that guy comes out there and gets me and then reunites me with my dad. 
And I get back and my family was, my mom was freaking out, you know, (laughs) that was, there's no telling. She was probably panicking and all that. It was just a crazy experience, Um, especially for a four-year-old not to know what happened. But the Lord spoke to me about this. And it's like such a beautiful picture of life. And, you know, there's the crowd, right? There's, there's so many people out there. Um, there's the people that are close to you. There's um, people that have an opportunity to help you, but don't, right? Uh, there is, there was that guy, he could have helped me. He could have like stopped this way sooner. I ended up going a lot, a lot further out. I don't know how far out I actually went, but for a little kid, when you're four years old, it's really far. Um, and when you're out there by yourself, it's really scary. So, um, you know, as a kid, I just remember people looking small and the sand, the beach getting smaller and smaller. Um, it was crazy. But with all that said, it's like, you know, that out of all the thousands of people, there were so many probably capable people that could have helped me, but there was one guy that decided to reach out and help me and he literally saved my life. And like, I, I don't know. I just feel like the Lord was speaking to me about that being like, look, you know, that's, that's the way a lot, a lot of life is like, you know, you're in positions where you have the opportunity to make a choice. Are you going to help somebody or are you not? Or are you going to try to, you know, reach out and lend someone a hand or not? And it's, sometimes it's just a, a smile. Sometimes it's just a simple, Hey, sometimes it is like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to help you here. Um, and so like, if you look at this story on a spiritual level, it's, you know, you may be the person in the boat. You are completely helpless, completely helpless. Like there's nothing you can do. And if you do something, you might just die. Um, you know, you may be the person who feels like you're losing your most precious, you know, most valuable thing. Like my dad and my mom, I'm sure they thought, I don't know how they felt. If my little girl was like drifting out to say, oh my gosh, yeah, I'd be freaking out. And if I'm swimming with all my might and then I'm wearing out and getting tired and then all of a sudden I'm in deep water and I'm like, man, you know, this water's getting a little murky. There could be sharks and all that, you know, scary stuff. Uh, realizing my, my, my precious kids drifting away. Um, you know, you may be in that position. Um, you know, there's like, and that maybe that speaks to you however. Maybe it's not a family member, whatever it may be. There's all these things that are going on, but the Lord clearly works things out, right, for the good of those who love him. Like that man that decided, he saw what was happening from afar. He had the ability and the opportunity, and he acted on it. And he did what thousands of other people didn't do. And I'm not saying that all thousand people saw me, but I am saying that, like, if he didn't do it, like, what would have happened? Like, where would I have been? I say all that to say, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, as a believer on this journey, that that you're in, you you may find yourself in different positions, right? The biggest thing is is call out to God, like, okay, God, help me have a, the heart you want me to have. Help me to have the heart that you want me to have in, in everything. God, open my eyes to see, right? Maybe there's people on the beach that never, there were people on that beach, I'm sure, that had no idea what, that didn't even see it. They were so caught up probably in what they were doing that they didn't even see it even happen. Right, and that's so easy for us to be in life too. We're so caught up in what we're doing that we we're oblivious to what's happening out there. And then there's sometimes where we see exactly what's happening, but we're scared to to do what's right, or we're scared to say something, or or whatever. Um, I I feel like the Lord wanted me to tell this story because I feel like it's so relatable in so many ways, and it's so powerful for me. I'm so thankful the Lord sent a guy to save me. And it's incredible. And I feel like a lot of times we have that opportunity to like 
to reach out and save somebody. And sometimes things are not as pressing as like if he keeps drifting out, he's going to eventually the, I mean, look, this is crazy. The wind could have flipped me over in that raft and I could have been it. You know, it's just crazy. But, you know, some things aren't as pressing as that. But I want to kind of tie all that back to like where, where you're at in life. And like, just, this is probably as you're listening, this is a good stop spot to just stop and examine. I'm not going to say what the right response is. Obviously, if you have the ability to help someone and then don't, that's not a good thing. And it's just, you've also got to be aware. But what I am saying, this is a good spot to just stop and examine. Okay. You know, and even ask all that. Okay, God, search me. What, where am I at? What's going on? You may feel like you're underwater drowning. You may feel like me in that raft, like, okay, I'm, I can't do anything. And if you are, you know, call out for help. If you call out for help, someone's going to come. The Lord will come. That He will send someone. You're going to be all right. Um, and I and I may have prayed that in the raft. I don't remember. All I remember is sitting there, still, cold, and like just rocking back and forth with the little waves. Like, okay, that's that's what I remember. Um, so. Yeah, that, that's the story. I know it's kind of crazy, uh, but it's such a powerful moment. And, and that was so cool to see God's hand of favor and blessing on my life at such a young age. And so I say all that to say, I want to kind of tie us back to the scripture, right? Um, your faith is a confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see, right? So wherever you're at, you know, you, you may be at a place where you need an increase in faith, or maybe you're at a place with... You're struggling with letting go of some things like Hebrews 12. Like, you know, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. What does that mean? Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, um, and I may not be exactly right on this, but I'm pretty sure it's talking about, it just talked about in Hebrews 11, all of those, the great fathers of the faith, right? The people that have done things like Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, and all these people like, it's almost like a, there's a they're watching, right? The Lord's like every all of heaven's watching. Like we're in this race and we're running, and it's like every opportunity you get to do things. And I'll say this: like sometimes faith is not just like ministering to somebody. Sometimes it's just how you live your life before the Lord. It could be as simple as picking up a little piece of trash and just instead of like oh. I'm just, you're doing it just to do it. You're doing it because you're doing it for the Lord. Do everything that you do for the Lord. And, uh, you know, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Right? You know, we're in this battle. We're in this raging war. You know, we may be, you may be at a place to where you're, you're, you're doubting. Maybe you're in life and you're, you're doubting. Maybe you're just, instead of me just saying maybe, here, let me just say this. Think about where you're at and just ask God to speak to you on, on the things that I, I just shared. The story of, that was a true life story that really happened to me. But just ask God with where you're at and ask God, you know, the, the two the action things is ask God where you're at. Okay, God, where do you want me to go from here? And will you help me get there? That's my encouragement for you. So I'm going to pray us out and uh, just wanted to tell you that story. I feel like I should tell you that story. And uh, I just hope the Lord speaks to you from it. And uh, I want to encourage you as you're on your journey, just press into the Lord, press in. If you feel the Lord drawing you to him, whether you're a believer or non-believer or not, just take another step, right? Remember, you, we talk about that. It's about steps. It's not about understanding everything, doing everything at once. It's about one step. 
That's my encouragement for you. Ask God what that one next step is. So Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this story. God, I feel like I was a little all over the board, but God, I just ask, Lord, that you just you just speak to everyone that's listening to this as you you would need to speak to them. And Lord, allow them to hear it through the, the lens that they need to hear it through. Lord, I just ask that your word speaks, Lord, that you'll empower people to throw off everything that hinders and run their race with perseverance. Lord, that those that are struggling with faith, Lord, that you'll increase their faith, that you'll increase their faith in their heart, that they'll have more faith, right? And God, I just ask, Lord, that for all of us, including me, Lord, show me where I'm at in that story. Lord, I just ask that you reveal that to me. I just search me, know me. Lord, ask me, um, you know, or Lord, ask me. Lord, I'm asking you, what's my next step? You know, where do I need to go from here? And Lord, will you help me get there? Lord, I thank you, Lord. And I just pray for everybody listening to this, Lord, that your presence, your just your fatherly love will overwhelm them so much right now. I thank you for who you are, God. And I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will be getting some more. We may do an interview next, may do another story. I don't know. It may be a hunting story. Who knows? Maybe a hiking story. We'll see. I, I'll, uh, we'll try to get them out pretty quick, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And, uh, Hope you're, you know, just keep getting after it. Keep doing what you do. And uh, yeah, just, right, remember faith, next steps, that's it. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, uh, before I close out, one thing. Um, if you can, please review this. Uh, if, you enjoy, if you're enjoying it, um, please review it. Let, yeah, I think you can do that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That will help the podcast grow. Uh, the more reviews we get, um, that will help it. So I would greatly appreciate that. And also if you want to, you know, maybe that is one way to help get this word out there or to share this podcast, feel free to share it on social media. If it, if it's something you want to share, you know, if it makes sense for you to share it or if God's speaking to you in a certain way and it's powerful for you, then please share it, whatever, you know, whatever you feel you should do there. So I appreciate whatever you do or not, or maybe just listen to it. So I enjoy, appreciate that too. And, uh, We'll we'll see you in the next episode. You're listening to the Outdoorsman's Mandate Podcast. The lessons learned in outdoors can completely shape the way life is viewed. Through discussing and sharing our experiences that we've learned in outdoors and hunting, we're going to dig even deeper into the real meaning of the Outdoorsman's Mandate which is to find our purpose in life, make a difference, and steward well what we've been given. How can you do that? It's simple. Faith and action. So wherever you find yourself on your journey, the only way forward is for you to take a step. Take a simple step, listen to this podcast, and find your mandate.